Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk here on 880 AM Kixie. I am Stacy Heller. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm joined by Eric Ryder. That's me. And uh, we like to consider ourselves a one-hour distraction from all the negative stuff that we consume. Instead, we like to focus on the good stuff, the random good stuff or the purposeful good stuff that happens because good stuff is worth sharing. So thanks, of course, to everyone who listens to the show, whether you're listening live or you listen to it as a podcast. We so appreciate it. Make sure that you Share it with others because, as we like to say, good stuff is worth sharing. Uh, if you would like to connect with us, feel free to text or call the number 475-999-2726. Or 475-99-YAP-AM. I am liking this one. I really am. Uh it's the uh, first and uh, only one <laughs> that actually has some relation to what we do here. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that may be our standard now. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that the, I do wish that people would actually call into the number <laughs> and let us know your thoughts uh, so that we're not in just an echo chamber of what we think is like, ha this is great. So uh, dare I say it, text or call. Uh, 475-99-YAP-AM, and let us know what you think of that. All right. So it's important now that we shift gears to talk about what today is. I know you look forward to this every week. Of course. And uh, you must miss it, by the way, on like Friday through Wednesday. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, that we're just highlighting what's happening uh, or what made up holiday <laughs> it is on Thursday. So we're kind of really missing a whole bunch of I, random ones. And maybe we need to uh, look back on the week that was. Um, that's a good, you know what? We need to add that to the wheel-o topics. Right. Right? Like the week that was and the review was, the other yeah. holidays that happened that we missed. I'm going to make a note. And right. and we still need a like a fun name for this segment. Um, they, you know, National Day Days. Days? Yeah. <laughs> in a Days? How about that? Oh. We're in a Days. We're in a Days. Yes. I like that. Okay. Well, we're in a Days. And uh, I'm I'm coming out of the days <laughs> to share what today's is. Uh, so there was a whole bunch of them. I will say it was not a very exciting or it's not a very exciting day, but it is National Hip Hop Day. Mm, now, okay. are you a fan of hip hop? I like some hip hop. Sure. So do you consider hip hop to be rap or do you consider it to be like a separate genre I mean, I think I think all rap is hip-hop, but not all hip-hop is rap, if that makes sense. Yep, that tracks. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, I was introduced to it when I was in high school, and the guy that I dated was really into it. And uh, he introduced me to LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James. Right. And... Uh, and to like Bismarcky and like I don't know a whole bunch of uh, hip hop and rap, Shinehead, big Shinehead. There was like a reggae vibe to it, and I found that I really liked it actually. Uh, big big fan. So uh, happy National Hip Hop Day to all of you out there, all of you hipping and hopping folks. <laughs> oh my god! I know that was bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's no point in me pretending that I am not anything other than what and who I am. Yes. 
I mean, it's the two whitest people on the planet. Right. They're talking about hip hop. So it's. <laughs> right. Exactly. That is. It's going to be. That's all. It's, it's that's be my funny. point. That yes. is, thank you for getting it. That is but, 100% my point. Yes. And and I knew that going in, but <laughs> I still did not expect it to get that Caucasian. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, what can it's I say? It's like we went back in time for a second. Hippity <laughs> uh, and hoppy and all over the place. Exactly. Yes. I mean, you know, you're it's welcome. It's all good. Uh, today is also National Presidential Joke Day. Hey, you know what that uh, reminds me of? Do you, um the, the two things together, actually. Uh, remember when uh, there was a, a rapping Ronnie Reagan uh, <laughs> hit song back yes. in the 80s? Yes. So uh, they, they I can't imagine that these made-up holidays existed back then, but maybe they did. Somebody flipped through their calendar and said, hey, that gives me a good idea. I'll do a Ronald Reagan impression <laughs> rapping uh <laughs> A, a terrible song. <laughs> okay, so... And he, back then, of course, you know, there was a time period in the 80s where hip-hop was a little bit newer, where everything became hip-hop, just like in the 70s, where everything became disco for a little bit. Like, every commercial, like, everybody had to get take a... I'm... Such and such, and I'm here to say was like the standard opening line for that, and the, uh, you know the the Super Bowl shuffle, of course, yeah, was oh my, big. I was gonna say that. Right. Okay. By the way, I don't know if you read this, but do you know what the history of National Presidential Joke Day is? No. Okay. Are you sure you didn't like read ahead in the textbook? I did not. Okay. <laughs> so this day itself is built upon a joke made by then President Ronald Reagan during a wow. soundtrack. During a sound check for his regular Saturday evening radio broadcast on NPR, Reagan said, My fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you today that I have signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin bombing in five minutes. I remember that, and that was terrifying. Uh huh. And what he did not know, of course, was that the feed was live. While networks had been keeping comments made during sound checks private since 1982, someone leaked this particular feed to the general public. The joke showed up on the front page of the London Standard and eventually was even aired on CBS in its morning evening, uh, its Monday evening report. Uh, his supporters loved it, of course. His critics did not. Neither did the Soviet Union, uh, foreshadowing. Uh, they reportedly put their military on high alert. Anyway, uh, basically, um, this moment, this situation, somebody decided to memorialize it by establishing National Presidential Joke Day. Wow. And, you know, uh, I had to actually look this up because my memory was cloudy <laughs> on this. But the song was Ronnie's Rap by Ron and the DC Crew. And it was written by voice actor, radio personality, Mark Mosley. And uh, it was a novelty song pretending to be performed by the 40th American president, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> and the lyrics are... Well, I'm the big gipper, and I'm here to say that I'm the biggest rapper in the USA. Yeah, my name's Ron with the DC crew, going on record with a rap for you. Push, push, into George Bush. Tip, oh, tip O'Neill. I'm the big gipper, don't mess with me. I'm the baddest rapper this side of DC, with my best girl, Nancy, as my spouse, rapping to you from that big white house. Nancy, Nancy, let's break Nancy, jam on it. So this is what Wow. <laughs> Can we all just take a moment to slow clap this? I mean I'm I'm stunned. You never cease to amaze me. I, I'm glad I looked it up because I that song was stuck in my head at the time because it's just the sort of thing that a, it's an earworm. Yeah, a six year old would find hilarious. Of course. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And so it was really stuck in my head at the time when it came out. Uh, but I, I had forgotten most of the words. So and what, what was the name of it again? It's called Ronnie's Rap okay. by Ron and the DC Crew. So you know that that is now going to be like the name of this episode. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, that's amazing. I feel like we could just end the show here and it would be a huge success. Like... <laughs> I mean, we probably shouldn't, but, like, I'm just saying. Okay, 
Wow, I, you really do throw me a curveball every once in a while that just throws me off. Um, and, and by the way, Ron and the DC crew, please don't sue us because <laughs> hey, you didn't sample it. I, I didn't you sample quoted. that was yes, that was a live performance right. of the song. <laughs> exactly, you just did a cover and you acknowledged the writer and performers. There you go. Uh, speaking of bombing, though, it is also. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Are you saying I was bobbing over here? No, no, here? no. Not at all. Uh, no. Uh, Ronnie had said that. Then the... explain this flop sweat. <laughs> well, that's a you problem. <laughs> uh, no, I am making that nice segue from Ronnie joking about bombing Russia right. to Raspberry Bomb Day. Nope, not oh. Raspberry Beret Day. Today is Raspberry Bomb Day. B-O-M-B-E. Yes, a traditional French dessert referred to as bomb glacis or bomb made with ice cream or sherbet and a mixture of custard and fruit. And I had never heard of a raspberry bomb until seeing this on the notes today. And I looked it up and, man, this looks delicious. Right? And I think I need to get in on this. (laughs) It is like, and it makes me think of like, you know, bomb pops. Uh, what's interesting is a lot of times this dessert has an interesting shape. I'm thinking back to like those jello molds that have kind of like the rounded like. Yeah, it's like a big scoop. Right, right. And uh, so anyway, it is it's a dessert that is delicious. And some of these pictures remind me of a Benny Hill joke, but we won't go any further into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, that feels that. Just Featuring feels like two could... bald guys and some. Either cherries or raspberries. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I like I watched Benny Hill as a kid. Enough said. Uh, wow, I feel like uh, our days segment here uh, has left me in a daze. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're gonna totally switch gears when we come back from the break, and uh, the topic that we picked last week for today's show is best feel-good stories. And first. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, what that means to each of us, and then we'll share our stories. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back with Don't Ask Me to Talk. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, JDK Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. It took, uh, you know, about a minute and a half to recover from Eric's uh, rendition of Ronnie's rap. Uh, so welcome back. I'm Stacey Heller. I'm joined, of course, by... Well, it's the Gipper. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's Eric Ryder. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I as an as a kid, I did like two impressions. So that, you know, I had to bring that uh, I mean, into the show at some point. Uh, my only impressions really are like Muppet characters. Uh, That's it. I, I, I did uh, the very rudimentary Reagan impression. <laughs> I mean, and, and um, that was really more based on <laughs> Ronnie and the DC crew <laughs> than it was the actual president. 
Uh, and uh, I, I did a pretty good Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, are you yeah. going to do it now? Well, I'll, I'll, you know, when it feels right. Okay, we'll squeeze I, that in, I understand. Yeah. But Gilbert was that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did the Mickey Mouse <laughs> yeah. at one point on the show, yeah. too. So. You did. So, there you know. there might have been three impressions. All right. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, so, hey, we are talking about uh, feel-good stories today. So the funny thing about this wheel, the wheel-o topics that mm-hmm. we have that I've created is I just sort of threw things on the wheel and left it open to interpretation. So like today, the whole feel-good stories thing, uh, I figured let's lay some groundwork. Like, you know, where do you find a feel-good story? Now, you could tune in to Don't Ask Me to Talk. There's feel-good stories. Um, But generally, like, how do you take, like, feel-good story? Yeah, I mean, and I I still am not 100% sure if the idea behind it was, uh, like, a story that we read or is it a story in the news? Um, Is it a story from our own lives uh, that makes you feel good? Yes. So. So I think it's I think it's all of them like it to me like feel good story. You know, there is the 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 touchstone, whether it is, you know, for me, for instance, Little House in the Big Woods. I loved that book. I loved the first few chapters. They talked about getting ready for the winter. And clearly I was a pioneer or I starved in some past life because I loved that they were like you know, braiding the garlic and putting up food and all this kind of stuff. And that made me feel good in like a I'm ready kind of a way. Then there's the stories that you hear about, you know, the the kitten that is protected by, you know, the duck. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's so cute. Like, what a cute feel-good story. Or the person that overcame adversity uh, that you hear about in the news, and that's a feel-good story. Um Or some story that you've, you know, something that you remember from childhood or, you know, a book that you read. So I feel like all of it is true. All of it works. Um, And, you know, like during the pandemic, I would go down like a YouTube wormhole looking at uh, channels that were like, you know, amazing animals that, you know, uh, helped humans. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like animals are so much better than people. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and I would look to things like that to make me feel good. Sure. So, you know, I don't I don't know. Like, do you have like, is there something that you'll see or hear and you're like, oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Like good enough. Let me put it this way. Anything that's good enough that you would actually share it. Right. Like that's what we talk about on this show sharing so what's a story that's good enough that you would share yeah i mean there there's lots of great stories out there and um you know i i feel you on the uh you know social media (laughs) can be a very negative thing sometimes Mm -hmm. but it's also like my number one source for seeing cute animal pics um so in that sense it is a good news thing even if the only news part of it is, hey, this animal was cute <laughs> right? for this minute that we took this picture. Um, you know, I, I, you know, you got to find the the goodness where you can. I think, you know, totally. And um, I'm so with you on that. Like, I found, you know, my YouTube feed would start to like have weird things, like you know, check out this cute these cute little otters that live with this family in Asia. And I was like, this is so weird. But then I found myself totally watching it because I'm like, oh, my gosh, they had a birthday. Look, that's so cute. And, you know, just random things like that, uh, that it just made you feel like, I guess, in terms of thinking about what makes them feel good, it's like hopeful. Yeah. I think that's that's what it is. Like hopeful that there is like a shred of like – decency and humanity and like for a moment you can forget all the other stuff and you can just like be present to appreciate like that just the unadulterated goodness does that make sense sure yeah okay yeah 
So for my feel-good story and thinking about what I was going to pick, even though I'm the one that came up with the idea, I was like, well, shoot, now I've got to figure it out. And I actually picked a children's book. So I at one time managed a double-day bookshop in Princeton, New Jersey. It's not there anymore. And we specialized in a few different uh, book categories. And the one that I really championed was the children's book area in you mm-hmm. know the town of Princeton. You've got a university there. There's a seminary there. Like you don't need another textbook, another you know book on religion. Like we had all of those bookstores. We needed something different. And so I was really big on children's book, children's books, and found that uh, I loved reading them. I loved the lessons that we got from them. I just adored them. And there is one book in particular that has always stood out and now i gotta say before you say that i googled feel good stories just for inspiration here and a website came up with a list of uh 50 great feel good stories and half the list is children's stories so i want to see if your story is on this list okay is miss rumpheus on the story miss rumpheus um, you R-U-M-P-H-I-U-S. Know, I am not seeing it, so they, they may need to make this a 51 list. Well, and here's what I would say. I don't know that a kid would hear this story and be like, oh, this is a feel-good story. Yeah. This is one of those things that, and you'll know why I say, excuse the pun, it planted a seed years ago, and now as I'm in my 50s, it really resonates and it's something that it feels good because it uh, is basically spreading good stuff. Mm-hmm. I am just going to read a page from the book and it'll give you an idea of the premise. So enjoy. I can't show you the pictures, but you could always get the book. Uh, the story is called Miss Rumpheus. It is a story by Barbara Cooney, who actually was the winner of the American Book Award. So, And I've, I've never heard of this. Oh, it's a good so, one. Yeah. You can sit back and enjoy. In the evening, Alice sat on her grandfather's knee and listened to his stories of faraway places. When he had finished, Alice would say, when I grow up, I too will go to faraway places. And when I grow old, I too will live beside the sea. That is all very well, little Alice, said her grandfather, but there is a third thing you must do. What is that? asked Alice. You must do something to make the world more beautiful, said her grandfather. So there you go. My feel-good story. Hey, that is a very nice story. And if people want to hear the whole thing, they'll uh, need to read the book, of course. Of course. Yes. Um, Yeah. Uh, So uh, what was it about that story that really stuck out to you? And, And maybe give us a little summary on what the story is about, really. I think that it is about uh, having the goals of the young, where I'm going to go to faraway places, I'm going to go see things, learn things, experience things. It's also then a goal about when you settle down, what you want that to look like, in this case, looking like the sea. And then that thing uh, that her grandfather had told her about making the world a more beautiful place And it doesn't have to be physical beauty. It can be about putting out good energy. It can be about kindness. It can be about acceptance. It can be whatever it is. But the idea that you plant the seeds wherever you go and that they will grow either there or they will grow because you've spread them and they have been carried to other places. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Right? So, anyway. That is my feel-good story. So, yeah, beautiful book that uh, people should definitely check out, you know, whether you have kids or not. I think that that was nice. And that's, that is the whole point. Um, when I worked at, you know, the bookstore, I found tons of books that I would recommend as gifts for people, whether there's – people forget. People forget that childlike curiosity and learning and keeping it simple. Right. You know, there's uh, another book called What Do You Do With an Idea, uh, which is an awesome book. It – is this whole idea of you've got this idea and what do you do with it? And, you know, people make it seem weird and awkward. And so you feel like you need to hide it. And by the end of the book, you know, it's you realize that what you do with an idea is you share it. Uh, There is um, 
another book that's called, oh, I feel like it's called The Hill or something. And it's another, I must have a thing about planting things because it's another thing about, uh, you know, planting um, seeds wherever you go. Uh, even silly stories like the Stinky Cheese Man and other fairly, I think it's fairly ridiculous tales. Uh, that's an awesome book. And that's just a feel good, like laugh out loud. Well, I'll tell you some of the feel-good children's stories from this list that I found. Uh, and I've read a, a, quite a few of these, actually. The Velveteen Rabbit mm-hmm. by Marjorie Williams is on here. Yep. And I, in my mind, did not think of that as being a feel-good story because the, this is a kid that I think has meningitis or scarlet fever, um, a very contagious disease. So mm-hmm. he gets all these gifts. And uh, all his stuff basically has to be burnt, including his favorite velveteen rabbit that he's mm-hmm. attached to. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe in the end, the rabbit uh, comes to life, which I completely forgot. I, <laughs> so I, I, I forgot that they actually had a happy ending. I was just thinking it's about uh, this poor kid that gets sick and loses all his stuff. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> like, wah, wah. Right. <laughs> and I still like the book. Oh, but uh, uh, some other ones on here, the the ransom of Red Chief by O. Henry, uh, yeah. it's, uh, which I don't know that one. I don't um, know that story. In fact, it's the synopsis they say crime doesn't pay. In fact, it'll cost you, which I think is a good positive lesson for folks. Sure. Uh, the ugly duckling from Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, of of course. course, we all know that um, one. A tiny, a little. Teeny Thing by Anonymous, a girl's lesson about showing consideration for all creatures, big or small. Oh. And the illustrations make the story, they say. Um, the Tale of Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter, which I did read. That was a favorite okay. as a kid. But that, that's like a naughty little bunny. It is a naughty little bunny, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's why I was like, I'm not so sure about some of these. But Mr. McGregor can't catch this mischievous rabbit who manages to escape harm but loses his coat and shoes and has to go to bed without blackberries and cream. So I think he learns a lesson. Uh, yes. Even though he's he's being ornery, he learns a lesson, which is why it's a feel-good thing. Okay, okay, that's fair. And plus, it's a, you know, it's a rabbit in an outfit, so. I mean, that's feel good we right there. We were talking about we were hip-hop talking earlier. About, well, I was going to say <laughs> the cute animals that you see right, on your right, Instagram right, right. I Facebook. thought you were going to hip-hop. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Hip-hop. I, I'm not sure my synapses are making that connection. <laughs> yeah, two, two National Hip-Hop Day. But a rabbit in an outfit? Okay, it's just hippity-hoppity. Oh, right, the hippity-hoppity. Yeah, Sorry, on, I forgot on, about on. that part. <laughs> wow. But okay. so so there's many more on this list uh, that people can check out if they go to AmericanLiterature.com. And then, of course, there's a whole bunch of uh, more adult-oriented ones as well, like The Gift of the Magi by O. Henry, which is another one that I'm not so sure <laughs> if right? that's a feel-good <laughs> story. Like, that's lack of communication. <laughs> right, yes, yes. They, uh, to uh, people that love... Uh, buy each other a, a Christmas present, but the present, ironically, is they had to sell the item that would make that Christmas present worth having um, in in both cases. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a more of like an M-, M-, M. Night Shyamalan kind it of is, thing. It is, actually. it is a feel-good story. It is. But, but maybe you just feel good if you enjoy twist endings. I don't know. Well, do you remember those the series of books, uh, Chicken Soup for, like, the soul, Chicken uh-huh. Soup for, you know, that's kind of like the like the ultimate, like, Reader's, reader's Digest version of good feel-good stories, as I think about it, right? All those right. feel-good stories. Um and I guess it's a feel-good story for the people that started that brand because now they make all kinds of stuff with that brand. They totally do. <laughs> Super successful. Right? And uh, who knew that uh, just one little book could spring into an empire. Now they make cat food and dog food <laughs> and me- frozen meals and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, you know, hey, that's a feel-good story. Uh, I mean, right? Yeah. So for me... Definitely the uh, the children's books things and keeping it simple, uh, the YouTube thing. Um, 
you know, there's certain YouTube channels. Actually, there's a, well, I'll save this for when we're talking about YouTube channels, but like there's just the seeing the animals help the people or the people help the animals or the other one. Oh my gosh, I'm a sucker for this. When animals are reunited with their owners after they haven't seen each other. Now, throw in a soldier who is home <laughs> from insert like place and Afghanistan yes, for instance. Right. Sure, sure. And my kids, they like to mess with my emotions and they will send videos where they're like, look at this soldier being reunited with its German shepherd. And I'm like, oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. So that is like the ultimate for me. What is the thing that if a family member, like if I sent you a video, what would be the thing that would make you open it? Like, I mean, not spam, but, you know, like what's the story that you're like, all right, I'm a sucker for like Gertie, like doing a dance in like a doggy tutu. Well, yeah, of course I'd be a sucker for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could send me anything with a beagle in it and I'd I'd check it out because they're just like one of the cutest dogs there is and, you know, owning a beagle mix and, you know, just loving her is, uh, you know, of course, I I signed me up for all that content. But one thing that I discovered uh, that I really like uh, is pictures of donkeys. (laughs) What? There is, uh, I started following the, uh, the donkey sanctuary of Ireland um, and they post the most adorable pictures of donkeys. And uh, just every time I see one of their posts, it just puts a smile on my face. Oh, how bizarre. Um, but like and, also how cool. Yeah. No, I mean, donkeys, uh, unfortunately, get abandoned because people don't know what to do with them. Um, they can be a lot of work, but they're, you know, they're apparently they're really great companion animals and, uh, you know, are, do really well on a farm. But they they need people to take care of them. Um, and, uh, so there's these donkey sanctuaries in the UK and in Ireland and they, you know, they do really good work by taking care of these abandoned donkeys and they really thrive, uh, at these sanctuaries. So, okay. This just proves my point about random goodness because like you, you stumbled upon this and right. it's totally random and yet it's such and feel goodness. Good. Yeah, exactly. I love that. That is that is amazing. Uh, I mean, that's the stuff that, you know, I love when people share, which, by the way, listener, if there is if there is a story or a YouTube channel or a book or some random uh, social media account, whatever it is, please share it with us. And what we'll do is I will share it on our uh social media, our Instagram account. I will add it to our story just so you know. Uh, I never really promote this. I probably should. Uh, but we have a Instagram account. It's called Stacy Connects Podcasts. And I feature both Stacy Connects episodes as well as Don't Ask Me to Talk. And I would love to share content about feel-good stories. Awesome. You know, nothing makes me feel better or feel good more than a great meal. How about you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, comfort food. Hello. Absolutely. And you know who's the king of comfort food? I know what you're going to say. Our good friend Vance Dinkfelder, who I also call the Lord of the Sandwich. And we're going to talk to him here in just a minute. All right. Let's take a break so that we can hurry back and chat with Vance. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Don't ask me to talk. Yeah. 
Hey, welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. This is Stacy. I'm joined by Eric. That's me. So, you know what is even better than a feel-good story? Uh, you got me. <laughs> uh, feel-good food. Amen to that. There you go. So, uh, here he is. <laughs> it's time for another edition of The Lord of the Sandwich, also Man. known as What Are We Eating with Lance Dingfelder. Yes. Hello, Vance. How are you? Stacy, hi. How are you doing today? We are doing great. So, isn't it? Isn't the weather incredible? Ugh. I mean, isn't this why people put up with the other ten months? What do you mean put up with? I mean, <laughs> this is it. It's always like this, didn't you know? Oh, I sorry. I must be wearing. We did break a record yesterday. It was in, it, or the other day. It was in its nineties. I, I mean, it was pretty wild. Yeah, it's it is a little. Cray, uh, the leaves on the tree outside my house are so dry that it looks like fall because they're all uh, on the ground. Yeah, but Stacy, didn't you love the smell of burning leaves when you were a kid? Yeah, 100%. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? Or jumping into a pile of leaves? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just... Nothing better. Yeah, except it's too early to talk about that. No, but why is so much candy on the shelves in the grocery stores? Don't even get me started. We're not going to talk about this. What's denial, denial, denial. That? It's I, like, I mean, come on. It's like I, they're trying to push Halloween forward. I, I'm i telling you, back like to school started in June. It's yeah. crazy. All right. Well, That's just so they can do Christmas We need to talk about what September. we're eating, don't we? We do. <laughs> and before we talk about what we're eating, I want to tell you that on Monday night, I went to the Yankee game. Again. Yeah, and the Yankees won. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you know, it was because I was there. Uh, <laughs> and I was uh, sitting there and I started Minding cha- your own business. Minding my own business. all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Exactly. I started a conversation. You saw a bird. No. <laughs> I started a conversation with the couple behind me. And go, the, go figure. I know. I know. It's crazy. Don't ask me to talk. I'm supposed to be surprised. And <laughs> so was chit-chatting with them, found out that they are both of Russian descent, found out that... Oh, wow. Yep. Found out that uh, the the man, uh, Dmitry, he actually came to the United States uh, as a 10-year-old. Uh, he was granted asylum. Like, whole fascinating, interesting story. Great story. Right? Uh I'm going to have him on my other show, but I digress. So, what, what show is that? Oh, Stacy Connects. No biggie. Uh, so, was chatting with them and learned that they, he saw what my last name is, Heller. Uh, he said, Hey, are you Jewish? And I said, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, got into a conversation about that. And I was you really like, You are Jewish, don't you know that? I, well, I mean, yes, but. We can't tell your parents. <laughs> I, your mother would have an annual. I, I, she totally would. She'd say the rosary. Um, and I'll do the rosary with her. Well, there you go. So that's, that's good. So told Dimitri and his uh, girlfriend about Dingfelder's Delicatessen. And if you're interested in some authentic Jewish deli, this is where you need to go. Which then led me to get into a conversation with the guy sitting in front of me, who's from the Bronx, and was like, "Say what oh my now?" God. And I was like, the whole "Oh, I was like, okay, everybody, like, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm only gonna say it once." And <laughs> I totally shared with the guy from the Bronx and his buddy that he was with, and Dimitri and his girlfriend, and, and they haven't been. Well, it was Monday. I mean, come on. Oh, okay. But I no, did. No, 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 no. Had they been before? Oh no! It was new they for them. Didn't even know about it? No. There's still people out there that we can get. I know. So. So you, How about if we? Okay, Stace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the stadium? What if you could get a sandwich at the stadium? Oh. Hey, that'd be amazing. Right. Let's do right? it. Who do we need to talk to? I don't know yet, but uh, you know, maybe we should talk to somebody. Actually, I I have an idea. I was thinking Seahawks, right? Because the Seahawks, it's a shorter season, right? It'd be easier to do. Right, right. But baseball, you know, come on. Who wouldn't want a pastrami and corned beef sandwich? I mean. Watching the game. You, and our stadium was so unique in the fact that, remember, sushi. Remember, you get sushi at our stadium. It's the coolest. Uh, yes. Right? 
Yes, it's weird. Again, I'm going to say it. It's we weird. We need to get a Dingfelder's kiosk somewhere. Or a cart, a food cart outside. Because when we were leaving, somebody was, uh, somebody had a cart no, and they no, had like. Doing... You got to get a hot dog or a sausage, something like that. All right. Well. How about a Dingfelder's dog? Yeah, I love it. I mean. Because we're going to have dog space. Okay. Is this Ooh. what we're eating? got to have a big dog. Let the big dog eat. <laughs> Let her. <laughs> so is that what we're eating this week, by the way? Are we eating dogs? I are mean. Are dogs? Are we going to eat, like. We and hopefully talk we're about talking dogs, about hot dogs. That wasn't here. what I was planning to talk about. <laughs> but absolutely, because we're researching hot dogs for Dingfelders. Because when we reopen and allow people to come in, and my contractor, Terry Fletcher, is taking too long. Okay. Nothing right? like nothing like a public flogging. I loved outing him. I did that on purpose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hopefully he's listening. So as soon as we reopen, we will have a griddle. And you know what comes with a griddle. I mean. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Smash burgers come with griddles, too. But we won't get into that. Yeah. Hot and dog. by the way, I do want to clarify for listeners that when you say reopening, you mean welcoming people, people into inside. the space. Yes. You're yes. open. Yes. We, You're yes, open for open. business. We are open. Open with wide open arms, feeding the community. That's what we do. Yes. And a very convenient people walk up window. every day come up to the window and go, with this look on their face of dismay. It's almost I can read their minds going, what the hell is this? <laughs> they, they have this expectation of a delicatessen, and they walk up to the window, and people have probably told them how good it is, and they walk up and they go, oh, this is not what I'm expecting, right? But then we feed them. Stay. Right. Well, and, and, then it, and, then it changed. and we put a couple of tables outside. Oh, good. The construction in the back. The sidewalk's closed. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. It's a thing. It's a thing. Uncured hot dogs, or do we get the old world hot dogs? Do we get, where do we get the dogs from? I personally like Nathan's hot dogs, by the way. I do too. It's a good dog. It's a great dog, okay? I love the snap. I like the snap. And you know what? I grew up on Nathan's hot dogs in Coney Island. Doesn't get any better than that, really. I'm not talking about a dirty water dog, okay? The little orange globules of grease floating in the top? No. It's a bread. Please. Talking about a Nathan's hot dog on a griddle. Or, better yet, in a deli, you know how they had that aluminum foil on the griddle? Oh, yeah. With the hot dogs and the knishes? Yep. Right? Yeah. And then they had the onions with the sauerkraut, right? Yeah. See, people around here aren't used to that. Like, that is a quintessential New York thing. That's a New York thing. Right. You get a dog while you're in. Okay. You're in court. Okay. There's a (laughs) recess. You go get a dog. Okay. Right. It's a slice. It's a dog. It's a bagel. That's what you get. So we need to have hot dogs. Now, people want to have the Seattle dog. Right? That's a great. I don't know about the Seattle dog. Uh, I know about it, and I like it. Cream (laughs) cheese and the jalapenos. Ah, it's good. It's weird. No, oh, no, it's it delicious. Was really good. Okay, the first time was in Pioneer Square. Yeah. Like in 1990, I want to say, a long time ago. Okay. And it was late night in Pioneer Square. Remember the pay one price? No. I wasn't here. Eric, do you remember pay one price? I've heard of it, but I don't think oh, I ever got the chance to go. It, it was yeah. a thing down in Pioneer Square. Yep. You paid, you paid uh, I think it was. it was really cheap. I think it was five bucks or fifteen bucks, and you got to get into twelve clubs. That That's had right. Live music. Yep. And blues and rock, and there was um, it was there was some cool music. There was uh, the uh, reggae place, and yeah, until something had changed it. Right. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Anyway, okay. anyway, I digress. Well. Hot dogs. We've been sampling hot dogs, and we have a lot of different ones. The one that's in the lead is A&H hot dogs. Mm. Interesting. It's a kosher dog. And it really, it's nice and garlicky. It's got a good snap to it. And the bun is also something that's very important. But how do you like your dog steaks? You mean, how do I like them, like, grilled versus, or just? Well, 
you know, I mean, you could put it on a stick and do it on a fire. No. That's a good way to do it. No, no, no. And I'm not doing I, the whole... I mean, you can microwave a dog, No, right? it explodes. Mostly. I mean, you can. No, yeah. you got to keep your eye on it. All right, well, <laughs> uh, so I love a grilled hot dog. I like it to be charred. And right. I also right. have... Well done. Right. And I also have a thing about, uh, I don't, so my thing with Mariner dogs uh, is that the, I, this is, I don't even know how to say this without it being weird. It's too much meat. Okay. <laughs> like, Excuse me? I know, I know no. with Dingfelders, no. it's all about the meat and everything. What do you mean? It's all about the meat and it can't be too much. I, yeah. Well, okay. I digress. It can be too much sometimes. So for me, I like a more classically sized, like the ratio then of meat to bun is to better bun. for me. Right. Uh, personally. You need, you need a good ratio. You got to get your mouth around it. Right. And then if I have stuff on it, then I want to have room for that and whatever. And so if there's. And what's the stuff you put on it? Well, so I'm not a sauerkraut person. Uh, so I'm a bit of a purist, to be completely honest. I like them plain, or sometimes I'll add, like you can add. Beans, or you can add other things on them. What was it? I didn't hear what you said. Beans. Beans? Yeah. Like baked beans? Like hot dogs or? and beans? Yeah. Like some like baked, baked beans. beans? Yeah, like that. I like the okay. sweet and like maple Like a chili dog? You like a chili dog? Well, a chili dog is more meat. I like just the beans. Mm, gotcha. You like the beans. I like the beans. They're good for your heart. Sure. It's also my nickname. That's right. <laughs> it's your nickname? It is. You know, that's funny. My ex-wife's nickname was Beans. Oh, I mean, but does she have a tattoo that says Beans? Anyway. We can digress. Yeah, so. Us, never. I Exactly. So anyway. <laughs> Not in this segment. So, but generally, I I am a purist. I like beans. a hot dog, like, plain. It's kind of like cheese pizza. Like, I like pizza, like cheese pizza. So let me ask you this. So when you would go to a game in New York. Yep. And you know how they got those guys walking around with the hot dogs? Yeah. Right, the little thing that yeah. the hot dogs were on the made. Right, yeah. the box, the hot box. Yeah, come on. It was the coolest thing. Totally. <laughs> did you like those dogs? I did like those dogs because... What's wrong? I mean, the, the bread was nice and soggy. Right. <laughs> How it got around the dog. Here's the and thing. You, you know, when you bit it, it kind of stuck to the roof of your mouth a little bit. 100%. It was like having the wafer, uh, the Eucharist at church on Sundays. <laughs> it was like the wafer. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like I mean, some would argue that like baseball I'm Jewish, is. By the way, I know, yes, but I've had the wafer. I, it's okay. I thought a lightning bolt was going to come through the roof and go. You, you don't belong. You survived. You survived. My uh, friend was so mad at me. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I got a little freaked out when he said the body of Christ. I got to tell you. <laughs> Okay. Well, again, I, I, we digress. We digress. So I, I can just imagine little Vance. Is this kosher? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I used to be in the pew, and I would just scoot forward, but not kneel on the thing. <laughs> there you go. I thought, I thought it was against the Ten Commandments. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, there's so much misinformation out there. You know the shame they put you through. Right. Exactly. So. Anyway, okay, so hot back dog. to the hot dog. So, yes, I liked the hot dogs in the box because part of that is also the experience of being at the ballpark. Yes. And they throw you the hot dog, and they then you send— the hot dog and the cake. What about Cracker Jacks? Right, same thing. And then the weird thing is they throw you the food, and then you pass the money pass down. Pass the money back down. And what about the change? Well, like, then the idea is, like, well, keep the change. Keep the change. You just keep it. Right. So, oh my God. anyway. That's so funny. All right. So, basically, because we basically have spent all of our time today and only have, like, two minutes left, uh, basically, what you're trying to tell us is that while you are working steadily at opening the doors so that people can come in and eat, you are also expanding what it is that you are trying the to menu. serve at Dingfelder's. Yeah. Yes. We are going to really try to be... Uh, Dingfelders and what you would expect in a New York style. Soon it's going to be a Seattle thing. You want a deli, you're going to go to Seattle. Got to go to Dingfelders. That's what it's going to become. I love God it. God willing. God willing. You know, and from your we'll lips to God's food, ears. All the food that you guys like, we'll have. Right? 
And that's going to be how it rolls, I hope. We'll see. Time will tell. How we it, made it through COVID. You right. know COVID's not really over. Right. Well, that's how it hot dog rolls. <laughs> we like the hot dog rolls. Yeah. There unless you go. You, unless you know carbonate. I, I can't <laughs> wait to go down. How about a dog on a stick with a cup a cup of mustard, ketchup, and relish? I mean. Hey, that sounds good. I don't know. I kind of like the bun around it. I'm with you there. Yeah, I do you gotta too. You got to put the bun around the dog. Can't wait to go down and try a hot dog at Dingfelder's. Uh, but for now, you already have an amazing menu, uh, fantastic sandwiches, and so much more. And people should check it out at dingfelders.com if they want to see the menu. And then, of course, they should go down in person in Capitol Hill and see you and get a sandwich because, you know, we describe it every week and we drool. But there's right. nothing like actually going and tasting it. So, folks, dingfelders.com uh, for the website. Yep. Go there. Tell them that Eric and Stacy sent you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Vance. Love chatting with you and oh, can't you wait to sample. Amazing. God bless. Have a great week. And, of course, now we're going to have to pick what we're going to talk about next week. That's right. we got to spin the wheel. All right. Let's do it. All right. So would you rather... Oh. Would you rather talk about something you already talked about? Or would you rather <laughs> come up with a whole new topic? All right. Uh, so I assume, would you rather, now you, inside, uh, make, this is how we make the sausage here, folks. Um, Stacy has, uh, you know, labeled the wheel with a bunch of different topic mm-hmm. ideas. And mm-hmm. would you rather? So uh, I'm guessing that you're thinking of the old school game, basically, yeah. where kids would, uh, would you rather eat a bugger or would you yeah, rather, kind of. you know, we're going to play whatever that game. something worse than that would be. Yeah. So I now I have homework, but uh, we're going to basically play that game next week. And, uh, you know, we always promise the sublime to the ridiculous. And that is what we're going to experience next week. Definitely ridiculous. Though. I love it. All right. So then uh, stay tuned uh, for next week, which is a weird thing to say. We'll see you next week. That's right. And uh, in the meantime, have a great week, everybody. Remember to go and check out Dingfelders and remember to share what's good in the world. Talk, 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 talk.